Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The British Bulldog is part of the new generation. And the World Wrestling Federation. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. As the Fiend says, let me in. Fans of Monday Night Raw say, let me out. We chronologically critique. Thank you, OSW Review. Monday Night Raw from its very beginning to its bitter end or one of ours. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio. Former Cultaholic Heavyweight Champion, Tom Campbell, with... The bear in the big blue bar cage, Titan shrugged, the head pen of Cultaholic. Doesn't need a pencil, he gets it right every single gosh darn time. It's Justin Henry, and he is off of America. All elite, baby. <laughs> hey, boom. <laughs> or, or is it all elite, maybe? Oh, it's it's looking. What what another feisty week on getting underway here in the in the world of the rest to ling uh, with Adam Co- like. Let's touch on the Adam Cole thing before we go back to the past. What an administrative fuck-up from WWE. <laughs> well, I mean, he could stay. He could stay. We don't know. He could. But the fact that they got to July and they went, um, I thought his contract finished in December. No, it ran out oh. last week. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, maybe he had a medical emergency in Atlanta um. that he had to tend to. <laughs> they, they perhaps an, an English partner of his could point out to the world champion. <laughs> how this appropriate. Is how, parallels. <laughs> he could have done, and I said this, I said, I said, we came so close to Adam Cole doing a Luger on mm. AE. He, he's, it's not like he's not without mates there, you know? Mm. He could have done a Luger, but he's, you know, he's been a, a sensible human being. And 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 played the played the game properly. Fair play to him. Um, but are you implying that Adam Cole is going to land in a helicopter and slam Roman Reigns? <laughs> yeah, oh, that that would be, be your sp- baby. <laughs> that would be a very special day. A very special day. Only if him and only if him and Britt do the rock and mix thing, the rock and Adrian thing. <laughs> <laughs> May have spat drink. It's a good start. <laughs> I just want you to do one thing for me. What's that? Win! (laughs) Go over! (laughs) Oh, I don't think he'll stay. Uh, It's... You know? I think he'll go. I think he sees more prospect over the other side, I think. I mean, 
I'm a big AEW fan, but even I got to admit, it's getting a little bit full in that company. I think what they really have to do is, and I think Tony Khan may be leaning toward this anyway, is implement the, a sort of new territory system. Mm-hmm. We use Impact, we use PWG, we use MLW, we use Ring of Honor, we use New Japan. Spread things out a little bit so that you know we create a real wrestling system again. Well, WWE, they say, oh, we're not wrestling. Oh, you're right. That's why the wrestlers are leaving. Yeah, you can do what you do, and we'll do what we do. That's that's exactly. fine. That's, that's a nice... I wondered whether, especially when you mentioned like AEW's getting full, is WWE's plan really, maybe, just to overstuff AEW <clears throat> with with their talent? It's like, well, I, you like donuts? Have every donut in the world! <laughs> well, wasn't WWE overstuffed for a while? It was, like ravioli. And mm. uh, and look how that worked out for everybody involved. There was a lot of, lot of bloated and unsatisfied people. We returned to Futon and found Eric Young. <laughs> WWE looking like an episode of Hoarders for a while, and uh, I'm, I'm very concerned that, a, that, that you know maybe they're trying to overstuff AEW. But we'll, look, we 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 can't we can't but, linger this long. I think Khan has the plan for that, which is the you have you have these partnership organizations because 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 Tony's built all these friendships, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're going to end up doing is maybe NWA gets uh, uh maybe they get just for instance um. Andrade for a bit. Maybe nice. New Japan gets mocked for a little while. Where would you, where <clears> would you, <throat> you send Bray Wyatt? Impact. Yes. <clears throat> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. What an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. What a really <laughs> interesting time to be a wrestling fan. I, I think this could be the new normal. Could, you know what? It very well could be. But let's let's wind our clocks back, Justin and I, uh, to the uh, to the old normal from 1995. <laughs> yes, we must. Um, we're taking a look back at Monday Night Raw every week in succession, and we are currently deep in the new generation era, and something is on the horizon that is going to change everything. Uh, let's talk about some of the things from this particular week in the wrestling world before Justin Henry from Off of America talks us through uh, the rigors of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Where and when are we for this week's Raw, Justin? Uh, it is a tape show airing Wednesday, I'm sorry, Monday, August 20th. I wish it was a Wednesday show because I... That is a night for wrestling these days. Monday, <laughs> August 21st, 1995. This is from the Auditorium in Worcester, Mass. Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, so uh, what's happening in the wrestling world whilst Dub Dub F is in Worcester, Mass? Well, WCW is getting ready for Nitro. A bit of an update <laughs> on that, which is, oh, mate, we are weeks away from the <laughs> debut of Monday Nitro. 4th of September is the date uh, where WCW will bring their new Monday night offering live from the Mall of America. Uh, We know a bit of the card. We know we're going to see Jushin Liger versus Brian Pillman. We're going to see Ric Flair versus Sting. And we're going to see Hulk Hogan versus Bubba Rogers in the main event. Well, Hogan's always had chemistry with Bubba. He wants to give him a knockaround guy to beat. There was talk for a while that we were going to see Hogan and Orndorff in the main event. <clears throat> As I pointed out before, they swapped out one Saturday Night's main event cage match opponent of Hogan's for another. Yeah, that's true. You did say that. Uh, the original plan of taping three hours every Monday, with the first two hours being the next week's Saturday show and the third hour live, uh, that's been changed. Saturday show is going to continue to be taped at center stage in advance. Uh, and the early part of the Monday taping will be taped for the international version of the TNT Network. The second taping, which is at the Knight Center in Miami on the 11th, um, is going head-to-head with a Raw show taped in Canton, Ohio. 
Uh, so that's going to be an interesting time to go up against a taped episode of Monday Night Raw. And it looks oh, as if... That taping, let me just tell you ahead of time, that may have been smaller than that. Liberty, Liberty New York High School that we saw back in December. Is it an even smaller venue? You can see the pencil graffiti on the walls from the hard camera side. Oh, no. Not, not literally, but oh, it's goodness. it's small building. Well, that's going to be hilarious. And we already know the card that, that, that WCW putting up against the, the, the small graffiti Monday Night Raw room. Uh, we're going to see, apparently, uh, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman, Scott Norton and Randy Savage, Sting versus Mike Rotundo, who may be reverting to Michael Wall Street. Oh, apparently, um, we could be seeing a tag team formed between uh, Big Bubba Rogers and Mike Rotunda. Did you know about them lads forming a team? If I do, it's a vague memory, but they would join a certain group about a year from now. They would indeed. But before that, there's talk of them <laughs> becoming a team called the CPA, the Certified Public Assassins. Imagine them lads coming for you. <laughs> one for the paperwork oh. and one for the muscle. Well, I mean, keep in mind, you know, one of them is the, fa- is the father of Satan and the other one was an ex-prison guard. Actually, yeah, that's a good shout. It's a, it's a terrifying prospect. A very terrifying prospect. IRS in the omen. <laughs> <laughs> we will also apparently see Sabu versus Alex Wright on that show that, as well. That did happen. That did happen because uh, Sabu is one of those names that is in conversation with WCW at this point. Some have signed already on the dotted line to be a part of the show. We know that Chris Benoit, Brian, uh, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero are signing up to be a part of uh, this new company. Expected to be on 90-day contracts from October. Sabu scheduled to start with them in Anderson, SC on the 21st. Uh, so now it's basically today in time via recording. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio apparently coming in at this point. Um, nope. A- n- none on that. Adam Bomb in conversation. Brian Clark apparently Eventually. looking to come in at this point. Yeah, he just, as we talked about last week, upset with his current place in the WWF. He's told Vince he is away. And uh, here's that other name again, that one name that we're going to be bouncing around quite a bit, Lex Luger. All week long, Luger has been in the news uh, as a longtime best friend of Sting. Sting is lobbying to get him back in the company. Now, it says here in the Observer, technically, his WWF contract expires in mid-October. Nope. That's not true, is it? No, you... They'll retract that later on once the truth is found out. Exactly. That's why I I thought that might be the case. Mm -hmm. I wasn't because I thought that's a strange because uh, that's certainly not going to be. Yeah, because because like the whole thing was that his contract was up. So he came over. Um, mm. But well, uh, I thought I'm glad I'm glad I thought I, br- I thought I'd bring that with you. I thought if anyone's going to know their way around that, mm. it's going to be you. Yeah. Uh, Lex's deal had, in fact, expired long before and had been in negotiations with Vince for a new deal because he wanted certain concessions, including the ability to do stuff outside of wrestling, like in bodybuilding and such. And, and just. Look, it just it never got done. It just fell through the cracks and never got done. And Lexus got tired of he's being paid whatever he would have made on his old deal per nightly, whatever. And eventually he reached out to Sting and says, hey, I'm technically a free agent. Any chance of uh, any chance of letting me through the door, sir? And <laughs> this exciting <laughs> thing happening. <laughs> and Bischoff was torn because on the one hand, hey, that'd be a big surprise for the first Nitro. And on the other I don't like Lex Luger. <laughs> you got to let your pocket lead your mind there, haven't you? You got to go. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna change the world. By this point in time, they would have already had the covert meeting in Luger's garage. I mean, Sting's garage. Is that where it happened? 
That's what Bischoff said. So, uh, so they they went to Sting's garage or garage, the car <laughs> hole, and uh, <laughs> I could, I want to, John. <laughs> I want I want Sting, Luger, and Bischoff in a car hole. I want I want Luger sat on a bike, <laughs> propped up against the wall. I want Sting sat on the top of like a, a mini fridge, and I, I want Bischoff leaning awkwardly against like a trophy shelf. <laughs> a workbench or yeah sat on a black and decker <laughs> all wearing face masks so no one knows it's them see for years i thought it was um i always thought it was car hold and, and i felt like it was car hole which makes more sense because mo is a bit uncouth a car hole. he would call it a car hole i mean we'll get i mean we'll i'm sure corroborate that i might have got it wrong it's like Berenstain, Berenstain. <laughs> Berenstain bears. Yeah, Berenstain bears. <laughs> um, one other bit of news. It's it's a quite slow week in in comparison to where we are going to go because it's going to get very busy very soon. Um, the tag team got a tryout in the WWF two days ago at a, at a, at a taping in Manchester, New Hampshire. I, I know who it is. I know who it is. Go on then. A future radical, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know this person from much else outside of ECW, but at least one of them was a former trainee of Killer Kowalski's. Uh-huh. You are spot on, my friend. Perry Saturn and John Cronus, the Eliminators. The Eliminators getting a little run out of Manchester, New Hampshire against Tim McInerney and Smooth Operator. Uh, heard They've heard conflicting reports of the Observer on how well they actually did that night, but I think they're a decent enough tag team. They'd have been brilliant at this point. Well, I don't know how, good they, how great they really were at this point. But they should have gotten a job. Yeah. But it's uh, if I, if I remember hearing right, I think the click kind of um made him change into like a different locker room in the, at that show, and were kind of mean to him, and that's really? what I heard. Well, that sucks. Well, I don't, I don't know how true that is, but I, but that was like something something that made the rounds over the years. Could be hearsay. Hmm. Because I think like, I, I love their work as a tag team, the Eliminators. I really do. And at, at this point in time, like, WWF could do far worse. They could do far worse than Perry mm-hmm. Saturn and John Cronus. Well, what would you rather hear? Total Elimination or What a Maneuver? <laughs> I want to hear both. What a Maneuver! <laughs> Although in a month, they will end up at ECW, so. They'll have something to do. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the the news this week. As I say, it's not a lot else really bouncing around this week. But from next week, it all gets very, very exciting and very spicy. Uh, so for the, ne- calm, the calm before the storm. This really is the calm before the storm. Oh, I'm very excited about next week. Uh, but let's look on this week because it, it's a quite a monumental episode of Raw, as Justin Henry is about to tell us. Well, monumental. That's how we started out with comma. <laughs> it's like we planned it. You see, a comma tends to equal a pause in action. Well, that's kind of a metaphor for 95. No. So we, <clears throat> we see highlights from superstars of him beating up one of the creatures of the night. Now, funny, funnily enough, I was looking up because, you know, the, the, the longstanding myth that the creatures were actually Shane and Stephanie McMahon. Oh, I love that story so <clears throat> much. So much. One of the, one of the dumbest urban legends in history. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Somewhere, apparently, it was claimed, and I can kind of see this, but I'm not 100% on it, that the male creature 
was a future WWE tag team champion on two occasions. And I, for years, I did not recognize him. But yeah, when, once I saw this listed and I saw the, I looked closely at him, I'm like, maybe. Would you like to venture a guess? <clears throat> this person would have been an indie standout in the Midwest at this time. Maybe not a standout, but like uh, someone who's kind of coming into his own. His WWE heyday, if you want to call it that, was like 03 to 05. I know this is, this might not even be him, but uh, I compared the faces and I'm like, you know, maybe. Go on then. You'll have to, you'll have to tell me. <clears throat> Doug Basham. No. I could see it in the eyes a little bit. Really? A little bit. I mean, because I mean, he has hair. We, we used to see him bald with, with KFA brother Danny Basham. I'm gonna but have to. He would have been like an Indiana, Kentucky guy at this time. We're working that independent scene. Wowzers! Well, that's incredible. <clears throat> like, I do see it in his face. Yeah. Yeah. You could see, now I've typed in Doug Basham 1995 and it's thrown up the picture of one of the creatures of the night. That's amazing. So that yeah, flew not, under the radar, <laughs> didn't it? That is, and here he's supporting Undertaker. Eventually, he'd support Taker Enemy JBL. Yikes! That's incredible. If that is indeed true, <laughs> we'll have to speak to Doug Basham and see if we can get that corroborated. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to find Doug. See what he's up to these days. Doug was actually a, a pretty solid guy. He just never really got a fair shake in a time where you know, a good technician like himself would have been a he'd been appreciated in a different time. I think. I think. I think. Yeah, he's <clears> one of those guys. Like Doug and Danny are both very like proficient wrestlers. Like a lot of stuff they did in OVW was really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and they came to the main roster, and they were just. I think they just got lost in. in, in they just, they'd lost in translation a little bit. Well, first they were the bondage guys for with Shaniqua. Mm. Then they, then they were kind of just meandered for a bit after she left, and then, and they became JBL's like cabinet members, and they really, they really had an identity. Mm. <clears throat> I think there was a story once about when Doug Basham still had hair in Ohio Valley. They were um, they're getting ready to call him and uh, him up to the main roster, and they wanted him and him and Danny Basham damage you. To be uh to be a brother team, so he wanted Doug to shave his head also. So, <laughs> so without without asking Cornette, they had Doug shave his head. Like like this guy's like a, he's like one of the top guys in OVW at this time. So Dan, Doug shows up to the show bald, and Cornette you know flips his lid. This is like he's like, like, like a forty year old truck driver. What'd you make him do that for? Can you get this pretend would be like if he had no hair? The reason why I hated Larry Knight is. That's a very WWF OVW story where it's just like, we're doing this with them now. You just have to work around it. You can't Photoshop? <laughs> it's like, you, you may have noticed, but the lines of communication in this company are pretty bad. They're, they're awful. They're awful. <laughs> <clears throat> lines of communication. Can Yes, they're really bad, baby. Anyway. <laughs> so, Kama beats up Basham the Creature. And uh, 
So, it's, so Undertaker's going to run the corporate gauntlet, so to speak. He's facing, he's facing Tatanka tonight, and then Kama Sunday. So that's the gauntlet, I guess. Iris and Bundyer for Sana Nangrata. Volkov's long gone. This corporation has whittled down a lot. It was it was never that strong to begin with, but now it is much much weaker. It's just DiBiase. It's just DiBiase, Tatanka, and Kama now. <laughs> and anyone even hire Henry Godwin? So how, so how good can he really be? He's on a budget. Budget cuts. That's what it is. It's mm. always budget Nick cuts Con- with this bloody company. <laughs> Nick Khan told DiBiase, "You don't need Nikolai." <laughs> I mean that. So well, nice. That I'd agree with from Nick Khan. How dare you! <laughs> Former One of the all-time greats. The Former tag team champion. How dare you? <laughs> Show some respect. Anyway, Taker versus Tatanka tonight. We got a Taker promo. Talks about running the corporate gauntlet, basically. Tatanka tonight, comma Sunday. And with that, we have our opening match. It's Men on a Mission versus Roy Raymond and Joe. He has three names. It's either Joe Hancock, Joe Adcock, or Joe Hanlock. <laughs> Why has he got three names? Well, the um, McMahon kept calling him Adcock. I assume I'm assuming Hancock is the correct one because I think they, they, they yeah. called him that also. And the gra- yeah, the graphics and stuff say Hancock. So, but it, but it also says Handlock on the um, history of WWE website. So I'm not sure who to believe anymore. Maybe, maybe he's like Homer J. Fong. I always find it funny when when Vince, <laughs> like like we was calling him Adlock. I always find it funny when Vince can't get the names right because I think you're the guy that's signing the checks. Like if anyone, should, I was hoping you would know who I these doubt people even, are. He probably had like one of the Stooges pay off the you know the enhancement guys. Either here's your five hundred for the night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably too much for them. Like we get five hundred, really? <laughs> what are we kings? <laughs> <laughs> Look, son, I'm a millionaire. I just want to point out right now, for the first of four consecutive matches, somebody got jumped before the bell. There's a lot of this tonight. (laughs) It was a theme. I don't know whether there's just like, whether, whether, you know, there's some bad road agentary, damn it, uh, (laughs) D-Lo, or whether or not they've got, they're running out of time on a pre-taped show. It's hard to tell. (laughs) It's back jumping out here in Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) So Mount Mission jumps before the bell. Mabel gives an, an ad tuck, can lock, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> Hawk. Bunch of knee. He's about 47 straight knee lifts in the corner. That went on for a bit. And I couldn't figure out why does Hancock have the letter S on his boots? Is he sad cock? Oh no, not another name. Shamcock. <laughs> maybe he's maybe this is Ken Shamrock in the hand, like witness protection or something. It's Ken Shamrock in witness protection. <laughs> well, why would he need witness protection? He could. Who's coming after Shamrock that he's he'd be afraid of? I'm Mr. Hancock. I'm Guy Incognito. <laughs> Shamrock? Who is Shamrock? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I cannot imagine that to save my life. But it, it does so, it does smack of uh, W. When I saw the S, I thought it does smack of like the wrestlers going through the lost property bin again. Like, like there's like there's there's like a, a collection of just like random ring attire. You have to pick out which ones you're gonna wear for the wrestling. Like, oh, these boots fit. They've got an S on it. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's S for second place in this match. <laughs> so, so now, uh, 
It's now stab lock. It's double teamed. <laughs> and uh, we learned that Sid gets a title. Sid's getting a shot at the Intercontinental Champion on, on September 11th, the first roll after the um, <clears throat> after the time away for tennis. Then Mabel stuns the world here by hitting a friggin' pile driver. It didn't suit him. It sounds like a weird thing to say, but a pile driver doesn't suit Mabel. Poor Joe Crunchneck. <laughs> Crunchcock. Crunchcock. <laughs> Poppycock. Poppycock. <laughs> Do you know, am, I, am I being harsh? You know, I just don't think a pile driver suits Mabel. Does it look it right? Does it feel right? And like it doesn't it really showcase oh. Mabel as a guy. Well, it doesn't suit Push Brock either because because he because he, he got crunched. <laughs> Crunch Brock. <laughs> it's, a, it's just the way it is. <laughs> so so draft Mott goes over and tags Roy Raymond. <laughs> Raymond comes in. He, he gets cheered for attacking Mabel, but then he then gets his ass beat. Mo hits the Jerry Sags Memorial diving elbow on the Roy Raymond. <laughs> Which, which I mean, he kind of just throws throws his rib cage on the his body while holding his elbow vaguely up in the air. That's a nice bit of baby face fire, <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah, Roy Raymond had, had, had a little pizzazz here. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, X Pac is um, trying to rally the crowd here. That, I, I probably should have said X Pac because uh. Because I mean, it runs with Hancock, but we have X Pac coming up in the next. I match, was gonna so. say, I was like, did you, did you, did you skip a bit? Because like, no. <laughs> he's not out yet. <laughs> no. So Joe TikTok is rallying the fans. Mabel picks up Raymond Billy. The belly finishes him off, and and, and, and that's the end of our Roy Raymond and Joe just suck. <laughs> Joe, oh, that's the worst one yet. Joe Jizz suck. Bless. Just don't put it on. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't put it anywhere near your foot. Oh no! What? Oh no! Squish! Oh, Squish! No! No! From, no. from we got squashed, that got squished. Squashcock! No. <laughs> poor, poor Joe Squashcock. Sloppy Jack. Oh no! <laughs> what like? How many names does he have now? I think we've now given him 32 names. Still behind Ed Leslie. <laughs> He's still got, way, still got a way to go, kid. So Mabel takes a mic after the match. Says he and Mo are the greatest tag team ever. Even better than Joe Glimglock. <laughs> Joe Warlock. <laughs> so then, for some reason, they call out the Allied Powers. Boy, that's random. Aren't you wrestling Diesel on Sunday? Yeah. This was very peculiar. This was a very strange setup by them to suddenly decide, you know what? We want to fight a tag team that's somewhere in the division. <laughs> it, was, it was either you or well done. And we're not sure well done's even here anymore. So <laughs> we think well done or well gone. So we definitely know you're here. So we'll fight. We're not sure. We're not sure what the tag team division's like at the moment, but we know you're here. So. <laughs> Why don't you face Roy Raymond and Joe Bedrock again? <laughs> Just keep fighting them forever. <laughs> Fight forever. Fight for never. So they want a tune-up match with the Allied Powers, and okay. <laughs> we go to the report card, and, 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 and it's here we learn the statue that Shane Douglas has had his um 
has been locked out of his classroom. They changed the locks on him. Yeah, this so is he- this is sad that he's not, he's only been doing this thing a couple of weeks in the grand scheme of things. They've already put him in the cupboard. Hey, one month's rent was due. <laughs> so now he's in the control room. Keep your finger off the switch, done. <laughs> Keep your finger off the switch, dumb. <laughs> this is how we know this character was doomed. Shinra tells us the first wrestler who impressed him was Mabel. Our word, our word of the week is dominate. Because Mabel dominated in his match. And he creates Mabel NC for new champion. Okay. The grading thing is so shit. Like, at least try and, and, and shoehorn in actual grades like A, B, C, D, E. Rather than just other letters. You could have given him A for a new champion. And it would have had a nice double meaning. But to give him NC, a new champion, is crap. Let's give him a D for it. Does anyone know Luger's even signed or not? <laughs> Let's give him an E for Hey, has anybody seen the keys to my classroom? Because I'm stuck in the cupboard. E for Eric got one over on Vince. <laughs> Speaking of Vince, he's going on AOL tonight. Yay! Oh, mate, next week. Next week, you and I, we're gonna we're gonna get together for SummerSlam, and we have the transcription mm-hmm. of the of the of the Vince McMahon AOL chat. I can't wait to share this. How many times did you raise your eyebrow reading this? Many. <laughs> <laughs> can we reveal here on the subject of SummerSlam before we go any further into the show? Can we reveal who is going to be joining us to watch SummerSlam '95 with us? Um, yes, we can. It's uh. Someone whose writing style I've long admired. Someone who's been in the internet reviewing game for decades now. I can say decades because it's past two decades, so that is multiple. He is Canada's finest. He's Scott Keith. Way! Actually, I've got. I'm back in the office. I've got me 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 sound effects here. Scott Keith. <laughs> Actual Scott Keith is joining us for the SummerSlam '95 watch along. That's so exciting. Uh, don't you forget about Scott Keith. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I've got to sing Don't You Forget About Keith to Scott Keith. I'll do it at the end so he doesn't leave early. Uh, <laughs> is he, he, as a Canadian, he's quite polite, but he might but you might terrify him with yeah, that. Yeah, there's politeness to a there's politeness to a fault. So I'll <clears throat> do it at the I'll do it at the very end. So yeah, so Scott Keith <laughs> is gonna be joining us to watch SummerSlam nineteen ninety five. I'm dead excited. Scott is quite polite until, unless he's reviewing wrestling. <laughs> then we're going to get the dark side, the true dark side of Scott Keith. Few writers have made me laugh as laugh out loud as much as he has over the years, so I'm honored to have him on. Amazing stuff, amazing. But that's next week. That'll be our watch along for next week on the classic Raw review. What well, well, for the SummerSlam review? You mean the classic SummerSlam watch along? Because <laughs> Ticket versus Comet goes on a bit, and we need something to indulge in. Oh, we <clears> certainly <throat> do. We certainly do. We reiterate that Sid's getting his IC title match in three weeks versus Sean or Razor, depending on the SummerSlam outcome. Till then, speaking of the click, 1-2-3-Kid versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler attacks before the bell. <laughs> Ding. Another one. <clears throat> so Kid misses the springboard crossbody. And it's during this match that Vince gets in a little bit of a dig because this was the weekend. I'm not sure if you remember this or not. 
when Mike Tyson made his comeback fight, first fight back out of prison, he faced P- Peter Hurricane McNeely, who I believe was a seven jillion to one underdog. <laughs> so and what happened for those who don't know? If I recall correctly, Tyson knocked him down twice in the first round. And he went, he went knocking down a third time, but then all the corner men ran in and caused a, a fracas and the fight ended the in a DQ win for Tyson. It was um it, it was a farce. And Vince is using this to push SummerSlam and is like, hey, we'll give you excitement on pay-per-view, unlike Mike Tyson. We'll never rip you off with a cheap main event. Gee, let's count the ways. (laughs) The audacity, the lion, the witch, the audacity of this bitch to tell us that he would never rip us off on pay-per-view. This is the point. This is the point. As you stare at my face over the uh, over Zoom here, where you hum the Jeopardy's "Think Think" music while I think Super Showdown 2020, um, Hell in a Cell 2019. Which I mean, that was a lengthy match, but it was still crap. Survivor Series 16 had a 90 second main event. Uh, we can't blame Victory Road 2011 on him. That wasn't Vince's fault. Uh, but the important thing is, there's been a lot of crap main events in pay per view history. There's one coming in six days. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Six days to go. <laughs> in the time see, of this. You see, here's what happened, in my opinion. I think Diesel and Mabel was, was, was supposed to go a minute, but then Vince made a comment goes, oh, shit. Was, um, we, uh, King, we need you to go eight more minutes than we originally intended. You're on your cardio, right? I no! would I wouldn't have been upset if if Diesel and Mabel goes one minute. I I don't I know it doesn't. Uh, but I've not seen the match, but I know it doesn't go one minute. And I think it was like the McGregor auto fight. Mabel like, walks into a punch and knocks himself out. You know, like the the Lesnar Goldberg fight at Survivor Series. That was a, an explosive main event, and it was good that it was like hardly any time. Oh, it was also surprising. Mm. So, speaking of minute-long match, we got Kid and Brawler here. This was short. Kid basically, uh, he fights him underneath against Brawler because that's what Kid does. He um, gets a kick barrage in. They had Oklahoma roll to finish Brawler off. And then, you talk about audacity. After the match, Lawler goes to his magistrator, which is this little telestrator thing that John Madden popularized in the NFL. You know, you draw on the screen, you diagram stuff. He's drawing pimples on the kid's face. But then Vince uses, I kid you not, some sort of Stridex-related eraser tool to erase all the blemishes because Stridex is a sponsor for SummerSlam. (laughs) I mean, points for creativity here. They worked a plug into the the Telestrator segment. (laughs) Tip of the hat for how creative this bit was, but whoa, was it was it meaningless? How soon is Nitro again? Oh, <laughs> it's a couple of weeks now. We're nearly there. Big shout Thank as God. well to the the power of the one two three kid during this match with the Brooklyn Brawler. Who uh, Brooklyn Brawler hit the ground like from the air that escaped from a kick. Like kid whiffed him at one point, and Brawler hit the ground. Yeah, kick. I think it was like the first spinning heel kick where he kind of just. If anything, if he paintbrushed Brawler, it wouldn't by much. Mm, just he went flying off the back of a nothing. Well, it happens. He, I mean, kids you know, being careful. I mean, you're throwing them kicks. You gotta be careful how you swing your foot around. 
That's true. That's true. You know, I can cuss anybody here. Wouldn't want to swing a foot at Barry Dodinsky, would you? I wouldn't. <laughs> um, first, first, we got Henry Gowan slapping DiBiase on that last week's show. Just a, just a little exposition for him later on, I guess. Then we get Barry to dud plugging a shirt. However, <laughs> this shirt actually looks kind of cool. It's this Undertaker shirt, but like he's he's, he's building up out of like a pile of smoke. Not not pile of smoke, but just a, a cloud of smoke. Mm. He, he looks looks all demonic. It's this Undertaker like in, in cool retroized uh, horror movie style font on the back. It just says "Rest in Peace" in purple. It's kind of cool looking, actually. These are very atypical uh, wrestling T-shirts of the time. There was a guy who used to who works. He was in Worcester, where I'm from originally, and there was a clothes shop inside a fish market and he had loads of t-shirts with the wrestling that looked like that they weren't very official but they all <laughs> looked a bit like that like big designs with the characters on the front and their and their stylized font with them as well and i don't think they were official t-shirts but they all looked a bit like that does it have uk taker on it sadly not i'd have bought it in a heartbeat if uk taker <laughs> was on there i'd have been proud to own a uk undertaker t-shirt <laughs> I know it's fake. Well, for one, well, for one thing, that's Brian Lee on the shirt. <laughs> That'd be great. Number two, he's dressed as chains. <laughs> that's just an Undertaker. It's just a guy <laughs> working in a funeral parlor. That's Undertaker in his personal life when when he's Steve Undertaker. <laughs> it's a picture of Mark Calloway at the airport. <laughs> Don't like it. He's getting ready to go to back to school night for, for at, at, at his kid's grade school. It's a picture that someone's taken of Mark Calloway on his way to, to grade school for his kid's show, and he's halfway through a yawn. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt with Undertaker written in Times New Roman. He's wearing a Grateful Dead hat and the R.E.O. Speedwagon T-shirt. <laughs> but, but, but still, you know, he'll make he, you rest. He's weirdly, he's weirdly wearing a T-shirt with that design on. <laughs> it's a shirt of Taker wearing this shirt. <laughs> it just goes on forever. Shirtception. Shirts all the way. It's shit shirts all the way down. So if you buy this shirt tonight, you not only get the shirt, but you also get a three month free magazine subscription and some Stridex. <laughs> Boy, do they know their audience. Christ. Hey, you spotty bastards. Buy a wrestling shirt and some stuff for your horrible face. <laughs> But buy a wrestling shirt, some magazines, and then some stuff for your acne. <laughs> this is the one time they truly knew their audience. They really, really did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Barry Dodinsky selling shirts like a game changer show. You get free paps with it. <laughs> he knows his audience does the dud. <laughs> or white claws. <laughs> get a white claw. With your wrestling shirt, yeah, a three-month supply. Your dirty wrestling fan. So Undertaker versus the Tonka, in a in a match that many a kid played on on Super NES Royal Rumble. <laughs> You're very limited in roster. That's probably why. Oh, yes, Taker attacks before the bell. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> like, Taker... I thought this was the wrong way round. Well, no, because. He's pissed because he's trying to destroy the corporation. I suppose. So, take your attacks. He's all fired up early on. He's actually very energetic in the early going here. Mm. 
He, he, he beats he beats the Tonka around, and then he hits he, he hits the Tonka with school, not old school because mm-hmm. he's still like thirty here. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just school at this point. Then Tigger intimidates Earl. Probably because Earl was selling his new shirts out of out of his store without, without authorization. But then Tatanka, but then Tatanka turns the tide by hitting his end of the trail off of off of off of an Irish whip reversal. It's kind of sloppy looking, but it gets it. You know, it does the trick. Doesn't go for the cover though. You know that's supposed to be his finisher. Maybe it's like he knows like he needs to do more to keep the Undertaker at bay. No, that's true. I mean he. He wants levitated out of, out of a casket, so I guess anything's possible. I jumped up Samoa and drop. Ain't going to get the job done tonight, Dunker. Lawler gets in two pop culture references during this match that are very timely. One, he brings up Shannon Faulkner, which for those of you who don't, who don't know, she was the first female recruit at the Citadel. We went through the same rigorous, hellish tramping as the men did, and the men who were there made her life even more hell just for being the one woman there. And she dropped out very early on. Um, but then that was, I don't know a whole lot more than that, but that was a big story in 95. And the other was the death of Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. Because he, he's he talking get, about he, he The does... Undertaker and, and like, he's talking about The Undertaker dying, isn't he? And saying, hey, you can meet Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Although there is, there was a funny line here, which I'm, I, I, I admit that I, I did chuckle at. He said the first thing Jerry Garcia we did, we got the head when we saw Elvis. He says, hey, Elvis, guess who your daughter married? <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. That was good. That was very good. More of an adult joke, but more of a grown-up's joke. <laughs> it's one of those jokes so that, that I think the adults would get. It wasn't, And it didn't exist long enough in the air to uh, to offend the kids. Mm, well, the kids might not even know who the Elvis' daughter was Lisa Marie, who, of course, married Michael Jackson in 94-95. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. Tatanka punches for a while. This goes on way too long. Tigger should just devour Tatanka in like two minutes. Honestly, I'm surprised Tatanka got as much in as he did on the Undertaker. Well, I guess I mean I question maybe Tatanka was one of was one of the BSKs, but he wasn't. I thought maybe that'd be a reason why he might get so much offense in. But no, he wasn't. Was he? No. I don't believe he was. Now, comma, he'll get 20 minutes of offense, too. In fact, he will SummerSlam, so get ready. Undertaker's but very uh, giving to Karma, and, when you, and you realize when later on that they're part of the same gang. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he takes care of his friends. So eventually, Taker just has enough of this. This goes to a commercial break for reasons. And, um... Hang on one second, just take care of some business here on... This messaging someone the news video from this morning. Oh, taking care of business. Put the intermission in here, Tom. So, uh, I mean, it's during this match, so who really cares? Tigger comes back, chokeslam, tombstone, that's the end of Tatanka. Now, I will say it was too long, but this match was actually more entertaining than I thought it would be. What expectations did you have for it in the first place? Very low. Very low. <laughs> Like I, I, I thought this would be a, a rough watch. I don't really trust Tatanka to have that belter of a match these days, and I didn't know whether which Undertaker we're going to get tonight. But I, I was, in, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe it should have been since both men were on SmackDown in two thousand six. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see this match. I didn't want to see that match in 06. 
<laughs> so did not want to well, say, But you're 11 years younger here, so it should be better. Yeah, you'd have thought so. <laughs> you'd have thought so. It was fine. It was fine, though. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was rather One of my favorite. Cool. I think my favorite to talk about ever is when he was Matt Hardy's mystery partner in, in No Way Out 2006. <laughs> Everyone's always going to be Jeff coming back to the company. And then you hear Tatanga's war chant starve hearts on the crowd just completely dead. Do we have a list uh, on the Cultaholic channel of the 10 worst reveals for mystery partners? Or the top two are Savio and that. Savio and Tatanka. <laughs> there has to be more. I got to think. It's, it's, it's uh, that, that could be a project for a future day. I think that has to be a project for a future day. Tom, it is time for the last time, the SummerSlam Insider. No! I'm fine with it. So, we better make <laughs> this count. We better make this count. Todd's got a weird grayish-looking jacket on. Looks like he's in... He's a blacksmith out on the town. <laughs> he, he, it's it's a weird sort of shirt jacket shacket combination going on there. Shacket. Shacket. Ross <laughs> is the proud like... owner of several shacket. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's... It's like Whip It, but with Shaquille O'Neal. Something comes <laughs> they, they, along, you must shack it. <laughs> shack it good. <laughs> well, that sounds like something different, then. <laughs> Perfect. So for SummerSlam, we got Diesel versus Mabel. We got Sean versus Razor. We see the footage from last week with the show-ending stuff where Sean and Razor got into it over the belt. The legendary Brett the Hitman Hart's going to face Isaac Yankum. <clears throat> we get an answer machine bit for Yankum from his office. Like, like you have reached the office of Dr. Isaac Yankum. He is not in this weekend because he is, uh, he's, he's, he's pressing a summer center or whatever. If you have a problem, you know, root canal, teeth extraction, whatever, then just come in next week and this is a filler bit. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're, they're padding here. That was all right, though. 
But then Hart has to dignify this match with a, a dental-related promo. So that five out of five dentists recommended I kick your ass at SummerSlam. <laughs> I didn't mind Brett's promo here. It was a little bit cheesy. <clears throat> and, four, and four out of ten doctors like Hunter's match. <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Then Todd throws it to a mental emission promo, as I realized. They only plugged three matches on the go-home show. This is a nine-match card. So there's, but they're big, but they're beefy matches that they've plugged. They're your main ones. But still, I mean, that's what I run down. It's like, <laughs> what I think happened was like, Vince Central telling about Horowitz and Skip and Kid and Hakushi and Holly versus Hunter. It's like, nah, I don't want him to lose faith. I think it's, they, the whole reason <laughs> that we've had that Razor Sean Ladder match added is because their company were very concerned how light this card was. So I guess the idea is that let's just highlight the really big stuff and let's not yes. emphasize that Barry Harwitz is at SummerSlam. <laughs> let's, hi- let's hide the dentist who's never wrestled for us before. No, let's hide. Uh, let's not hide Isaac Yankum, DDS, Jerry the King Lawless, personal monster of a dentist. We'll soon learn that Yankum's from Decatur, Illinois. So why is it? Why is a guy from Memphis, Tennessee going to see a dentist in Decatur, Illinois? Ah, it's, it's, it's something suspect about that, I reckon. The dentist I see is in my, is in my hometown. <laughs> maybe. maybe Five-minute drive. Maybe Lawler has just <laughs> has got a uh, has got a mistress in Illinois at this point. Perhaps. That's got to be the only way. He's got a mistress. I mean, I mean, it is every six months for a cleaning, so you, know, you can... Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So Mental Emission calls out the Allied Powers again. We're reiterating that. And yeah, that's all they're going to plug for SummerSlam. Think about this, right? Just to quickly nip back to it. Uh, Isaac Yankum DDS is from Decatur, Illinois. So somebody would have... This is pre-Google Maps. This is really like early days of the internet. But somebody would have had to go through a map, like a big fold-out map, to find somewhere dentist or tooth-related from the mm-hmm. entire of the United States to use as a hometown. Commitment. Well, I mean, there is a Decatur, Georgia, which is somewhat known. But maybe someone just thought of that, like like decay, decay. It's like, I was like, I guess fluoride Montana wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> I guess bad teeth Missouri is too on the, on the button. <laughs> from the Panama Canal. <laughs> oh, nice. No, it's not. <laughs> From Overbite, New Jersey. <laughs> From Gingivitis, Michigan. <laughs> I feel like there is a place called Gingivitis, Michigan. There has to be. Yes. <laughs> I'm from so, Gingivitis, Michigan. So just to... um, <laughs> This show here. We have, we have a little skit here coming up called TV Trivia. Right. You're going to have to... Right. Now, this guy who hosts it, do you mm-hmm. know who he is? Is he a thing? He's, he was with the company for a little bit. He he, 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 he appeared in, like, in like game show release skits for the company. He may have had like an office job of some sort, but I have no idea who he is. Because he looked uh. like... Um, UK politician Nigel Farage, but with curly hair. It's very strange. 
Maybe it was him. It, 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 do you know what? It could it could have been, but this was a, a <laughs> this was an odd arrangement. This skit was. Oh wait a minute! Someone tried to say that that was actually that was actually um, Kerwin Silfies. <gasps> no. Look at that now. I mean that. I mean he was gone could by this really point. Have been wasn't the same he? person. It, I'm looking at a photo of Kerwin. I, I see the similarity. Maybe that is him. Surely he was gone by that point. No, Ker, Kerwin was. Um, he was. He was. He was there up until last year. Oh. He lasted long enough for, for Kerwin White to be a, a rib on his name. What? Um. Mind? Yeah. I mean, I've just googled Kerwin Silfies myself here. And there is a, uh, a photo of, of a future Echo for us with a guy on Monday Night Raw called Wink Collins. That is him. And it's the same jacket. Yeah, Wink Collins appeared later on. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if Wink and Crow are the same guy. Could be. Might not be. Who knows? I'm putting way too much thought into this. and <laughs> I'm going to forget about it in like three minutes. So it's TV trivia. He's hosting this bit with two, with two contestants. One is George from Adam and George, and the other is a guy who looks like Paul, former NFL announcer Paul McGuire. You have no idea who that is, but just play along. It's, it's all about self-promotion. It's like, like, what show has award-winning, award-winning broadcasters on it? 60 minutes. You're wrong. My raw. You're right. And Aww, it's, it's just, Slammy award-winning. It's just a circle jerk segment. Like, where can you watch Raw? Like, it's it's, it's the it's the big premiere of Raw, September 11th, and yeah, they put down football a little bit in the segment, but yet they played a Monday football theme for it at the end. <laughs> it's just, I they aim at football a few times, and I noticed that with this. Like, why why take aim? Like, they it's they're so there is such a chip on the shoulder of the company at the moment, and it's all Vince. Like from from slagging off Tyson to to as you say playing the football theme there and it's like just focus on doing what you're doing. No, <laughs> you wish, you wish you would. You're a little insecure, don't you think? Oh, very much so. <laughs> Maybe we'll send them some more resources. We'll, we'll fire some more people. Send them a few more assets. Here you go. Yes. Well, that was a, well, that's good for morale to say. Speaking of assets, here, here's two talented ones, and everybody got a two guys who could have done more in this company. I think Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus Scott Taylor. Scott Taylor is brilliant in this match. I'd like to. Point yes, he out. is. He is so crisp and he's so quick. I love him here. Ever reliable. Yeah. So now we're we're four for four in pre-match attacks as as the pirate jumps Scotty too hotty before the match. <laughs> Taylor gets in some token offense, some drop kicks, gets a crossbody for two. Beautiful crossbody. Indeed, it was. Call the hotline and find out why Ernie Ladd is hanging out with men on a mission. <laughs> no. No, I won't. Do you remember the scene from The Simpsons from the Bobo episode where Burns trying to make an offer for Bobo? Remember, and and, and, and trying to keep Homer from, from calling him back? The pause. And then Homer just suddenly dives for the third. They all try to jump on him. Like, <laughs> like who in America is acting that out? Like, are you lad? Man on mission? <laughs> and then they just die for the phone. <laughs> Trying to hold his arm back. Must find out. Don't have observer subscription. 
Do we know why they were in the end? No. No, it's probably nothing. They were probably like, I can imagine it was just, oh, they're getting tips for fighting Diesel from Ernie Ladd because he's a big <laughs> cat. No, they were asking about the time he did commentary in Mid-South. <laughs> what was Boyd Pierce really like? <laughs> so Lafitte takes over the match at, and as the as the contracted guy does. Get some rope trap splashes on, on, on Taylor, which are actually a nice little maneuver there. Pulls Taylor to the middle of the ring, puts the pirate flag over him, because you have to have one for, for cliche reasons. Mm-hmm. Sort of hits the cannonball to win. I think, he, I think he hit Taylor in the thighs with it on the way down. May have grazed it a bit. But that's not the pin the future Scotty Too Hotty. He squashed the worm. Oh. I see what you did there. That's it was enjoyable little squash, there. though. That was a great match. It was a gr- that was the, that probably my favorite match of the night so far. I will say the cool thing Lafitte does is the gesture he does before the cannonball, where he where he, actually, he actually slashes your chest and tears your heart right out. That I love. So what? Before he goes up to the top rope. Yeah, he he, he, makes, he makes like an X with his hand, and the, as he's like slashing you, and then he reaches down oh, and, and, pull, like, and, and and tears your heart out. Pulls his hand back quick. That's nice. That's mm. nice. That. I never that it never really occurred to me what that was. Like when I first watched when I watched that through, I thought, oh, he's just like throwing his hand to the ground, like, oh, I'm gonna finish you. Of course the innocent version could be that he's tearing he, he's tearing like jewelry off of you for for, for for his own keeping or whatever. No, I prefer but, tearing your heart out. Yeah. Like Kano. God, he's cool. <laughs> he's so cool as John Pierre Lafitte. Jean Pierre Lafitte rules. He's just great. And this and like and if I was, you know, what if you were watching that match as, as a as a road agent backstage, you think there's two guys there that we could probably have some fun with. Mm. You'd have thought. I, I bet PCO versus Scott Terror, they'd be a lot of fun. I bet that'd still be a belter. I bet they'd still go for it. Mm-hmm. I agree, one hundred percent. Speaking of guys who are still good today, that brings us to Gold Dust. And another vignette where he's in front of the Hollywood letters. This time he's mic'd a lot better. A shorter one as well. Mm-hmm. Calls out Shawn Michaels, promises there will be a permanent vacancy in the Heartbreak Hotel. And then he quotes Schwarzenegger a bit. And that's pretty much that. Just quick, quick and to the point. Yeah, I liked I, I liked. I'm really up for seeing what Goldust does. Like, this is selling me on a really bespoke character within WWF. Oh yeah. At this point, a lot of a lot of intrigue here. Like, you, you kind of knew what he was, but you weren't really sure what he was, mm. and 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 it didn't spell it completely out for you. It left you wanting to know a little bit more. It's great. So then, we, we we cut back to the ringside where Lawler tells us that uh, the internet lit up at Gold Dust, which is one of the first time we hear internet on on WFTV, and tells us that in Vince's chat tonight, you can ask him questions about Gold Dust. I want to know what questions got filtered out. About gold dust from from, from nineteen ninety five. They wouldn't have been pleasant. Fans. They would not have been pleasant. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that that had to be a whoever the screener was had a busy night that night. <laughs> I'm sure it was traumatic. Oh jeebus! So we get a Diesel interview. Vince is in the ring with him. They're here to put his boy over. And Diesel, to his credit, he does get cheered a lot by the Worcester fans in an hour or two of this taping. So they are treating him like a star. Can we appreciate Vince McMahon's look for a second on this particular uh, in this particular bit? 
refresh me a bit. Okay, so Vinnie Mac, he's stood in the ring. He's got a gray jacket on with a sewn-on Monday Night Raw uh, logo onto the pocket. And he's got uh, what... I'm not sure. I can't remember if it was a red bow tie or a red just tie. There's like a red collar around his black shirt. It's a very unique look. It's a very 90s look. Vince made a lot of sartorial statements in his day. He did, didn't he? <laughs> and it's a big jacket, so of course he looks massive, which is always the point, right? The shoulder pads. The big shoulder pads. The beefy shoulder pads. It's, it's that Vince energy. Mm, that big dick energy. <laughs> so big tiny diesel dick energy. <laughs> So Diesel tells us that maybe I can't jackknife Mabel, but maybe I can. Oh, you're teasing it. Spoiler, he doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't even visualize that. <laughs> well, oddly enough, it, it, he probably wasn't going to do it anyway, but there's a, there a spot in the match that's going to make it harder for him to even attempt, even think about doing that. Oh, no. We'll cross that bridge on Sunday. I, f- I feel like it's going to be... Yeah, you've played WWF No Mercy, haven't you? Uh, Only a couple of times, because I, ne- I never had an N64. Fair enough. Well, well, when you play WWF No Mercy, if you're a lighter weight wrestler, and, mm-hmm. and you're in there with a super heavyweight wrestler, you only have a limited number of moves you can actually do all of a sudden. Like, all your, your regular hard grapples are replaced by an attempt to body slam. Smackdown, here comes the payments the same way. Yeah, there you go. So... I feel like it's just going to be all just attempts to body slam. <laughs> Let me just say that that game, playing as Goldberg versus Lesnar against any cruiserweight was just hours of fun. <laughs> the bone-crunching sound effects were the best. Whoever the Foley artist was in that game was a genius. <laughs> you punch her, came in the head, it sounds like someone crushes like a steel car. <laughs> Loved it. Good so anyway, these are the... We didn't get this edited shot where Diesel's now staring down the barrel of the camera, looking really creepy, like he's looking down at you, like it's like as though you're in the as though you're in the trunk of the car in Goodfellas, and and you're still alive, and and there's De Niro, Pesci, and uh, Ray Liotta looking down at you. This is just typical WWF camera work to make a guy look even taller. Move the camera beneath them so they look larger than life. Well, it can't be WWF because. It, there wasn't 70 camera cuts while this was going on. That's true. Dunn was very calm during this. Crowd, diesel, crowd, diesel, fence, diesel, crowd, camera, camera, diesel, diesel, lawler. <laughs> spilled, spilled beer, diesel. <laughs> so, yeah. diesel just goes on about he's going to beat Mabel on Sunday, but then out comes the British Bulldog for Way! some reason. Hey! Okay, that a lorry man. I want a word with you. Hey, truck man. Truck man. I want a word with you. <laughs> King man and his me- and, and little King man have been gobbing off. <laughs> I wish that's what he said. <laughs> I want British Bulldog Mad Libs. It could be hours of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Bulldog comes out and says Luger had a medical emergency in Atlanta. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a broken wallet. He's off to he's off, <laughs> he's off to source it in Atlanta. <laughs> He's having his morale fixed. <laughs> He's having his ego smoothed. 
So he, he says, middle division want to face me, and I need a partner, and and I know all about partners, and I'm gonna I'm gonna win the partner rumble because I'm bizarre. <laughs> Actually, what he says is, he has Diesel a team with him in this tune-up match against Mental Mission, and Diesel like, like sure, I get paid extra for working, and uh, well, he doesn't say that, but he, but he agree he agrees to this match. Him and Bulldog are gonna face Men on a Mission, impromptu match right here, right now. Hey, it's your main event of the evening. Yeah. So out comes and on a mission we have this match. Begins with Diesel kicking Moe's ass pretty handily, as it should be. He is the champion after all, and Moe is the sidekick. So this goes on for a bit. Diesel just decimates Moe. Then finally Mabel just steps in. Him and Diesel square off. Then Bulldog jumps in and clotheslines Diesel from behind, knocks him right into Mabel into a sidewalk slam. What? Yes, let me tell you something. When I was 11 years old, years old this shocked the hell out of me because Bulldog had never been a heel before. I get to do something here that 11-year-old Justin won't like, but it's something that we do on the classic SmackDown review whenever Triple H has a, uh, a very, a very, a very, a very over-the-top setup turn on an evening. So we start the night with men on a mission, randomly calling out the allied powers. Mm-hmm. Bulldog coming out saying, Lucas Pauly, he's got a medical thing. Diesel being my partner. They, Diesel batters Mo <laughs> for ages. And just as Mabel's about to get a piece, Bulldog turns heel. Sing along with me if you know it. It was a setup all along. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, if I watched this for the first time in my 30s, I would have like, like, okay, this is a When I was 11, I was a little bit more of a mark. Oh, we all were, mate. We absolutely all were. But you know what? Gutted for Mo, right? <laughs> Who was obviously in on this. But they said, right, Mo, you've got to take a shoe in from Diesel for about five minutes first. <laughs> well, can I just, can you not just, Bulldog, can you not just attack him immediately and stop me well, getting I'm, beat up? I'm no! Sure he was paid. I'm sure he was paid nicely for wait. This is '95. I'm sure he was paid <laughs> something to take the beating. <laughs> no, listen, little king man. I can't attack you. I can't. I can't get involved until big king man's in. Well, let's just tag him in first. No, you've got to start. <laughs> well, well, I just like, if I tag Mabel in first, we just get get straight on with it, and I don't get hurt. No, you've got to get beaten up for a bit. It'll be easier if Truck Man's worn down first from kicking your ass. Yeah, it's, it's easier if Truck Man's tired of, from beating you up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Poor Mo. I'd be livid. Also, it had to be the odd Mo out. <laughs> so, deal, deal, at this point, Cornette comes back or, or comes out for unexplained reasons at this moment. Diesel tries fighting back. Bulldog power slams him. Mabel gives him the Hawkbuster leg drop. See, I wish this. I wish this had meant that Bulldog was joining Men on a Mission <laughs> to replace Oscar to wrap him to the ring. <laughs> Big shout as Cornette comes out, and they <laughs> Mabel is is like put you down on Diesel, Bulldog, <laughs> and Mabel have a moment that just makes me die. It makes me die because I've had interactions like this. Where, like, Mabel hugs Bulldog 
And then Mabel goes to leave, but Bulldog kind of pulls him back in for another hug. Mabel's not sure what to do. And then eventually, Bulldog awkwardly leaps into Mabel's arms. Was that the ending of an officer and a gentleman? <laughs> it felt like the ending of an awful and a gentleman. Just, it was, it was oh God, it made, it made every part of my body cringe. It was so bad. It was touching though. It, it was a lot of touching going on. <laughs> Come on, Bulldog could be a mental ambition. Can you imagine Bulldog in like the, in like the baggy purple pants? Oh, John! <laughs> Bulldog on a mission. <laughs> men, man. <laughs> I'm a men, man. <laughs> so, potentially, here there is a faction that features Mabel, Moe, Jim Cornette and British Bulldog and Jerry Lawler. Like, this is a much better faction than the Million Dollar Corporation. <laughs> this is like when Vince, Vince just sends five guys to USWA to, to, to do whatever Lawler wants to do that week. Yeah. Like, I, I, guess, I guess you're doing your interpromotional bullshit. Just, just send them down. It's like, like, who do you want? We, we got the guy with the guitar. Do you want him? <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, how about the pirate guy? You want him? Like, uh, okay. Um, guitar man. Just, Where's perfect? Oh, that's right. He left. Um, um, just pick whatever you want. Just make sure they're back by Monday. <laughs> Ship them back if you have to. So Mabel poses with the belt. Vince yells, "This had to be well thought out." <laughs> how wrong you are! I like how Vince is angry and accusing when something is well thought out because <laughs> clearly the past few years have shows anything. His product is the antithesis of well thought out. <laughs> So to go backstage, Lawler's still with the, is interviewing the heel contingent. Mabel still has the belt. Bulldog Cornette says the surprises will keep coming. Oh, yeah, just wait two weeks to watch Nitro. Uh... Mabel vows to win at SummerSlam. One nice plug for Sid versus whoever. And that's your show. I like the bit where Mabel ruffles Bulldog's hair like he is a dog. <laughs> good dog! <laughs> what a good fight! <laughs> Thank you, King Man! <laughs> Can I have a biscuit? No. Yes, you can. <laughs> so that was a hell of a go-home show for SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm ready for SummerSlam. My body is ready for SummerSlam 1995. <laughs> Just a little spoiler for everyone ahead of time. <laughs> when we get to Diesel versus Mabel, that match will feature the greatest thing that I've ever seen Lex Luger involved in. <laughs> and I may blow out your speakers and your earbuds. When you hear me laughing at that spot. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> and we are next time together. Next time we are together, we are doing a watch-along special of SummerSlam 1995. It is myself. It is Justin Henry from Off of America. And it's only flipping Scott Keith, legendary wrestling writer Scott Keith, joining us. Don't you forget about Keith. Uh, we're going to watch the worst SummerSlam in history from one of the worst years. No, it's not. Is it not? This is a good SummerSlam. Really? Yes. Oh, well, the worst main event in SummerSlam history. How's that? Next year's is the worst SummerSlam <laughs> in history. <laughs> All right. Well, the penultimate worst SummerSlam in history. This, this, was a, this was a solid B-minus show, damn it. Oh, well, you know what? We'll B-minus it together. 
next week. <laughs> uh, like, a classic Raw review watch along special. And until we are back together next week, he is at JRH Writing on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Coltolic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Wink Collins did nothing wrong. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>